Welcome back to the One a Week Podcast, everybody. I'm Jonas. I'm Matthew. And today we are joined by a very special musical guest for the first time in One a Week history. History. Because 2022 is an exciting year for the podcast. We're joined by Vanna today. Hi, it's great to be here. It's great to have you. Um, so true. Is it can 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 we call you Savannah since uh, you're my girlfriend and we know you? You're gonna tell them that. I said that in the last she, episode. He already, already said it. It's on the web. Yes, that's okay. Plus, I please think, call me by my name. I think a hundred percent of our <laughs> listeners know that already. You don't know who all your listeners are. I suppose that's true. I'm gonna but, moisturize if you guys don't mind. Yeah, go for it. That's important. You got working hands. Honestly, go off. Um. So Savannah. Yes. You make music. Can I do. you can you like give us some like introduction, some background about like you as an artist and like what's your what's your deal? What's make sure your you right. hook the listener? Yeah. Right. With the next few lot of pressure. Say. Yeah. Um yeah. So I started writing music when I was 13. Um I was like very musically involved. Um, because of my father from a really young age. I was like singing at like school talent shows and stuff. Um, and I was writing music just via like piano or ukulele from the time I was 13 up until like, I want to say 16. Um, and when I was 16, I started producing music. Um, and obviously, the first songs are really scary to listen to now um, because I would definitely say my production skills have increased as the years have gone by. Um, I started putting songs out on SoundCloud when I was 17 um, and last year in September I released my first album on Spotify and before that I had come out with three singles. Um, I believe March of 2021 was the first time I released a song on Spotify and all the other platforms. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I the your debut album titled Prior Eye will be I think the focus for most of our <clears throat> specific questions during the interview. Um, also, this is the first interview we've ever done, so that's like if if you feel like more needs to be covered that we're not getting at. Feel free to throw that in there. Oh, it's nice. very casual. Okay. Very casual here. I trust you guys. Okay. So pressure's on to be good interviewers. That's terrifying. Damn. <laughs> I didn't write any questions down. Um. You riff. I riff. Right. Riff pretty good. Uh, right. First question. I mean, I okay. Um, he's riffing. Talk. He's riffing. This is uh, it. So you describe. On your on your Spotify, is it called a bio or like a? Would you call it a bio? Yeah, kind of artist profile. Artist yeah. profile. Um, you described your sound as like, like a dark bedroom pop type vibe thing. You yeah. Know? Right. And you know what would you say, like inspired that specific aesthetic? Honestly, um, I don't know. Like a lot of people have asked me, like. Who are your biggest inspirations and none of the music I listen to really sounds like the music I make like at all mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so 
I honestly don't really know where I like got that. Um, I think when I started producing music, that was like the first type of like song I made. And I was just kind of like really intrigued with like all the sounds on the computer that kind of, you know, were really like electronic-y and I really like writing in minor. Um, I yeah. like never write songs in the major key. I did notice they were all like minor key slow jams. Yeah, I'm really bad at writing happy songs. Um, A lot that's of people like aren't very good at writing happy songs. Always so. been my weak spot. Um, and so I think that also played into it um, because I really like, you know louder songs than like soft acoustics when I'm producing um and then usually they're dark just because they're in minor and the lyrics are usually not about the best day that's ever happened so and like you know it's bedroom pop so it's usually like a more like atmospheric but um on a lot of your songs the instrumentation is like kind of crisp like uh I didn't like expect that the first song on prior to like kind of jump at me with like a clean sound I was expecting kind of a kind of a you know bedroom pop it's like muffled mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. vocals kind of match that aesthetic but you know you kind of come through with like some sharp percussion or piano or anything mm -hmm. like that and I thought that made for kind of an interesting clash in the mm -hmm. in the mood versus how clear that the instrumentals can be sometimes right so yeah. I was just wondering where you took because a lot of, like, you know, dark, like, gothic bands will have, like, that sharp instrumentation. Or, like, some post-punk bands. Like, I don't know, Bauhaus or fucking Joy Division will have, like, those... Will have, like, those really, like, sharp instrumentals, but very moody and muffled vocals. So, I mean, I was just curious. Yeah, like, I... I use a lot of really, like, because I, when I produce my songs, I usually don't make any of the instrumentation from actual instruments. Like, I usually do all of it on the, like, computer. And so, like, a lot of them are really electronic-y sounding instruments, um, mm -hmm. which kind of makes it hard to have, like, a muffly sound. But I really like experimenting with my vocals. Um, I just, I like trying a bunch of different effects on it because I think it's really cool that that is like possible in today's world. Um, and I feel like because my songs are like more, not depressing, but like since a lot of them aren't happy, I think that kind of takes away from like the lo-fi sound of bedroom pop. Because I feel like Bedroom Pop is usually a little bit happier than what I do. So it kind of takes away from, like, the lo-fi type sound. Yeah. Um, I, I can go. I got some questions. Um, My turn. <laughs> What's your favorite? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't do any music questions. <coughs> um, I guess I just wanted to ask, um, like, what is... What goes into the process of, like, actually getting ready to, 
release like a full length project. I mean, like I assume that there's there's more than I realize that goes into even just like releasing a single because I we never think about rollout because we just do this for fun. But like you got to right. think about like rollout and reception you know, and stuff. We used to have like. Well, sometimes we'll have editing, but literally, a lot of times, it'll just be the raw audio file from my <laughs> yeah. microphone that goes up on Spotify. Yeah. We should probably, like, I don't know. Um, I literally don't care. So, if yeah. you want to, like, up the production value, that's all you bring. Yeah, I don't know. Back to you. <laughs> what is, you know, like, what's 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 that like to, like, have to compose a track list and figure out what you want where and, like, I have songs from... Uh, a very long timeline i'm sure like what's that like um <laughs> it's honestly very stressful um because i do <coughs> everything on my own mm. um except for there were three songs on the album where i collabed with people um which basically means like they made a small instrumentation and i went off of that and then like added to it Mm-hmm. and then wrote vocals for it and stuff. Um, I produce all my own vocals because I just don't trust people in Muncie, Indiana. Fair. How could you, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. don't trust anybody I just, like, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I, <laughs> I know my process. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really even start thinking about wanting an album until I would say, like, probably May. Um <coughs> And there are some on there that I had re-recorded that I had written a while back, but a lot of them I wrote in the time period of, like, May to September. Mm. Um, And once I, like, knew I was going to do an album, um, it was very... Honestly, it was really stressful because I had obviously never done it. um, And having to do everything by myself was definitely hard um because sometimes I will spend like anywhere from like 16 to 30 hours producing one song depending on like the production value so like it was a lot of work because I I had like lots of songs um by like July that needed tiny tweaks to get ready for the album Mm. Like, picking the set list was a whole thing. Not set list, what? Um, like, I actually... Uh, Sutton was my little partner. Uh-huh. Um, he gave me criticism and, like, helped me pick out which songs. Um, and the order was kind of the easiest thing for me. I don't know. Mm. I I felt like the order was the first thing I... Like, it, it wasn't hard for me to pick that. But... Yeah, I originally wanted the album to be released in July, um, and it just didn't end up happening because I quickly realized I had to like fix all these little mixing and mastering issues, um, and the company I use um, for Spotify that I pay to like put my music out everywhere, you have to put it in like three weeks to a month before the release date. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was stressful because I needed to, like, pick a date and then make sure it was in, like, way before that. Um, And then I had to have someone do my cover art for me, figure out 
who was going to do that, what I kind of wanted it to look like. Um, obviously, I had to pick a title. Um, and then putting all the audio files into the system to upload it was the most annoying part because I had so many versions of each song. Mm -hmm. um, because it was a, it took a while before I was like, yes, this is the final version that's going to go on Spotify. And I couldn't, I couldn't like decipher because I didn't title them differently when I would like re-upload it. And so it was really hard finding the final copy of all these songs uh, in the files. But yeah, it was really, really fun when it came out. It actually didn't come out on the release date because I didn't put it in three weeks before. Wow. It was like two weeks and however many days. Mm -hmm. um, so I like had this big announcement release on my Instagram and then we were like counting down till midnight at my house and then like I was like ah Ooh, and it didn't come awesome. out for like two more days. Yeah. Um but when it finally did it was really fun. My roommates like got me a prior eye cake and <laughs> like people came over for it and it was it was very it was a very good feeling of like relief. Even if no one listened to it, it was just like nice knowing that I had like <coughs> gotten it out there because I had been working on these songs for so long and I just wanted to be able to like let them go and move on to the next thing. But right. I couldn't do that until it was out. So, yeah. I mean, I it's fun overall, but it definitely I definitely learned a lot from the first album, just like little things I didn't think about sure. going into it. Um, how did you like decide on the title? Because be for a long time I thought it was um, Priori because that's of, what like, everyone. Yeah, because like I thought it was like a play on um, a priori and a posteriori, like which is like a philosophy thing about like hypothetical situations. So I assumed that's what it was about, and then I heard you say it out loud, and I was like, I have no idea. And I've intentionally never asked you because I wanted you to wanted find out now. Nerd alert. <laughs> it, you know what? It's kind of related to that in a mm -hmm. way. Um, priori or priori, that's like the Americanized pronunciation of it. Mm. Um, but it is originally pronounced prior eye um i was like makes sense um on youtube one day and i was just like i don't know how i even got there but i really like to learn new words all the time <coughs> i'm just like fascinated by <coughs> words i've never heard of um and i don't know it's just intriguing to me and i found this word um that's latin and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I don't know. It was just like, I didn't know what it was. And it was like described as not needing actual physical evidence yeah. to prove something. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my songs on the album um, were written when I was going through a really difficult situation. Um with some of my friends and my ex-boyfriend. Um, and I don't know, I, I was very upset during that time because I felt like a lot of the things I was dealing with in and then out of the relationship were like 
it would be like people didn't believe what I said because well like oh so and so wouldn't do that or whatever mm-hmm. and I'm like why do I need physical evidence to prove something like feeling mistreated and stuff right. like that um to broaden it as much as I possibly can because yeah. I don't want to you know but yeah um I just I immediately fell in love with the word because I had been trying to find a phrase or something that could sum up the overall feeling I had when I wrote majority of these songs mm-hmm. and like when I read that definition, I, like, started crying in my little bedroom of the house I sublet over the summer because I feel like it just, like, perfectly captured something I wanted to say but didn't know how to. Mm. So, yeah. Nice. I'm so, glad I waited to gosh. ask that. That was cool. Yeah, it is It is very near and dear to me. Yeah. Um, it was a really cool moment when I found that word and it's also kind of fun that like no one knows how to say it and stuff <laughs> yeah um because that word like I very much resonate with the album because you won't ever hear it anywhere else sure yeah. so yeah it's kind of fun listening to people try to say it because no one says prior I like literally none of my friends even so yeah. it's like you can say it however you want you I'll, can say it. I'll, I'll say prior I now that I know yeah, um, you didn't say it right, so I'm honestly going to walk out of this interview. Okay, that's fair. We'll still upload it. Yeah, we'll just say it was cut short. Failed interview. Yeah, we'll like we'll Season cut the two. audio file and be like, technical difficulty. Sorry, guys, she had to go. Um, family emergency. <laughs> she flew home. Yeah. Yeah, um, I flew all the way here for this interview. Yeah, um, yeah. They paid crazy. for my flight and everything. You guys should really interview with One A Week Podcast. Yeah, other... Local musicians from Muncie, Indiana. I'm trying to get audio discrepancies on the the Yeah, yeah, you are. I will try to do that for you. Yeah, that would be awesome. (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, broadening away from just, like, uh, the album specifically, um, I know you've done some shows and gigs at uh, some venues in Muncie and you will be doing one uh, in the coming months. Um, what's it like doing like shows, I guess, like at this point in your career, like at the level that you're at? Like, I don't know how to like phrase that exactly, but like what's, what's it like putting on shows, I guess? Very scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've, like I said earlier, been performing on stage singing wise from a young age but um when everything with covid happened i was a freshman in college so i'd like just gotten out of high school and i performed a ton in high school mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know in covid i just started to develop this like fear of performing um just like my mind going blank on stage and like not remembering what song I was even singing. And that definitely affected me for a while because I didn't really perform at anything until I started performing my stuff Mm -hmm. um, very recently. So 
that's definitely scary um performing my own stuff because it's that added anxiety of like okay you really can't fuck up these lyrics because you literally wrote the fucking song Mm. like so if you forget the words that's like super embarrassing because it's literally your song that you wrote by yourself um and you know that's always scary has that ever happened have you like Messed up lyrics at a show? No, I haven't. Nice. But you're like, a professional. You're like. Well, I usually you know, like don't. talk. I, it's been. I don't know. It's super fun. Mm. I absolutely love it. Um, I've loved everywhere I've performed, and I got to do a music festival uh, the night before Halloween, like a Halloween music festival. So that was really really fun. Um, because I was performing with a band that mm. had like learned my songs because you know i produce everything so it was really fun to have a band playing my songs but um i was very like nervous because that was the first like one where a lot of people were and it was Mm. like a music festival so there were a ton of other bands there and i felt very not cool around everyone else (laughs) and so i if i'm nervous about that kind of thing i really just start talking to the crowd um and like trying to make it it's always less awkward because i feel i feel really comfortable like talking to strangers and Mm. so if i just like you know riff it um usually it makes me feel a little better like at scaredy cat which is the name of the festival i was like all right so i'm gonna be honest you guys like i have really bad adhd and i'm like fucking horrified of messing up the words to my own song so if you're anything weird you didn't like whatever and people were like very responsive to it and really cool so that definitely eases my nerves so yeah it's really fun yeah um i assume that like a lot of like shows and gigs are from people like reaching out to you to ask you to perform is that like your experience or like yeah. have you sought it out as well like um no not re- not really cuz i'm not bold enough to do that mm-hmm. um i wouldn't say i'm like the most motivated artists in terms of performing um out of other artists I know in Muncie um just because like I don't know you have to promote yourself a lot if you want to like get out there in the music world and like you have to talk about yourself and initiate like your brand into a lot of conversations and like I don't know I make music because I love making music and I love performing but like I I don't like <clears throat> I don't like like bringing myself up and like what I've done all the time to people and trying to be like hey you should let me blah blah because I'm really good like I don't know it's just like that feels weird to me mm-hmm. um so I you don't need, you need like a manager you should get someone who who does that for you Matthew uh, is great at that he's right. he'll go around and he'll be like you gotta you gotta have Vanna at this festival. I actually work 10-hour days now, so I don't have any time. But, like, 10-hour days managing other artists. Yeah. He I've, does a really... Like, he manages <laughs> the it. Garden and yeah. Yeah. Echo 2K and Blade. <laughs> okay. 
okay, don't even mix me up with those drain game I'm people. just fucking kidding. Don't, don't even associate me with those drain game people. I will not have my name mixed up in that garbage. <laughs> Totally so if, if Blade came up to you right now and was like, I want you to manage me, you'd turn him down and keep working your current no, I'd job? I'd be like, as my first decree as your manager, you're going to delete all of your albums <laughs> off the internet, <laughs> and you're going to tell all your fans that it was a joke, and that if they like it, that they're stupid. Bold. You're the hero we need. Matthew, got any riff questions? Any riff I was thinking, when are you going to add um, 808s and hi-hats <laughs> to all of your songs? I actually do have some 808s in my songs. I noticed a couple, but like I'm talking about, like, you know what I'm talking about. When are you going to start making trap music? When are you, you know making house music? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I don't think I'm really uh, educated enough, talented enough in the production world of 808s, but... You, know? you gotta start somewhere. You never know. You gotta start somewhere. We're waiting for the, the like, out of the blue house or trap EP. I actually, like... my next EP, it's um, EDM. Straight, oh, cool. Like, cool. Yeah, rhythm, I, I would say. For some reason, I kept thinking um, you should have, like, a tool moment where you, you turn, you turn, because... You know, before Tool, Metal didn't really have, like, a technical if I side. Can, if you can get mad at me for Blade, I can get mad at you for Tool. Well, Tool's actually good, so... I disagree. Well, anyway, <laughs> you could you could take you could take Bedroom Pop and turn it into, like, a more mathy, tool. mathy Tool, Critical Matthew-y, Darling kind of sound. Matthew-y, Matthew-y type pop. sounding. No one would listen to it then. This is Matthew Bedroom Pop right now. And no one listens can to I, this. Can I title my upcoming EP The Matthewers to Matthew? Feel free, it's your EP. I think that works. I feel like there are so many quotes of yours that I could make the title. It's an experimental EP uh, that I have coming out uh, to be continued on the date, but I don't have any sort of title at all. Um, and because it's experimental. What are I my feel quotes? Like... What am I. What do. What if I said that's quote? I don't know, you just say Everything funny Everything you say you is say quotable. It doesn't make any sense. The, you guys like, are crazy. Your you, Twitter replies? Every day, I, every day of my life, I wake up, I'm Matthew Taylor. That's like the most quotable. Oh, uh, I am yeah. proud of that one. Said. That was so I funny. am proud of that one. That one. That was good. That was, was kind of so a stroke good. of genius. That was like so strong. The rest, I don't know. Your Twitter replies are like... Better than the <laughs> tweets that you're replying to. What do I even say? Do you know how many likes you got on your comment on his Instagram post? Like, 30 or something. I was, something. like, very convinced you would, like, ratio me on my, ratio like, the post. on my heartfelt Instagram post. No, not even close. Most people don't even open comments. So you I, did I, ratio I, him. Like, no, no. He no. got, like, like 500-something likes. I got, like, 35 comments. I did not get ratioed. Let the record show. Guys, I didn't get ratioed, okay? Don't stop. Don't, Don't imply. say that about me, man. Don't imply. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask about... Uh, let me pull up my questions real quick. Next bullet point. Yeah. Um, <coughs> do you have any, like, specific um, stories or notable moments from, like... Uh, any of the songwriting or recording processes? Like, I know for... Uh, not your fucking girl. You said you were able to like record that in a studio, but like, no. 
Well, that was the right. song where we did record right. in the studio, and then um, Izzy was actually in the intro. Right. My roommate and very talented best friend. Um, and then we had a fallout with the girl that was, like, helping us produce when we were in the studio, even though we were also there the entire day, and she was like, you can't use the recording file we right. have. So I actually had to, like, take all of that out, which sucked. But yeah. um, that was one that I wrote and recorded and produced in my dorm alone at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. So, pretty fun. Nice. That, the girl that you had a falling out with was actually Katy Perry, right? And then she went on to write... Her like songs like are on the radio now, and you're like really bitter about it, right? No, I think Katy Perry just had a baby, so. Those are similar events. It's, I, I feel like they don't go up. hand in hand. Okay. I didn't feel that bit going anywhere. It, no, I'm not the bit guy. I don't know why I try. You're the bit oh, guy. Oh, but um, after I cry. Yeah. Um. I recorded that with my grandpa, and like at the end of yes. the song, you hear us like talking, um, yeah. Cause he like he's like, oh sorry, I messed up that one part, and I ended up like using that raw recording we did, and keeping the audio in there at the end, yeah. um, because I absolutely love the connection I have with my grandpa to music. Um, we do a lot of music stuff together, so I thought that was really fun it was really fun to record that with him yeah um yeah i collabed with my friend kevin on candy cigarettes and my friend cameron on ocean ting and mid-july so those were also fun um <coughs> i don't really work with other artists that much like on music we both make together but i really like doing it so it was fun to have another face in the songwriting process around me i usually do it in my bedroom alone um, into the deep hours of the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was fun to work with other people. Cool. Um, that kind of feeds into my... I have two questions left, um, so feel free to interrupt off, if you need jumping to. Jumping off that last question. But, like... Leading into my next question. Yeah, it's called a segue, if you've heard of it. Oh, yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, like, building off of you talking about your grandfather, um... Can you just, like, this is broad, but I feel like it's a meaningful question. Like, why do you make music? Like, what, like, what is, what is your, like, reason why for wanting make to make music? music? Like, I know that sounds broad, why but, like. Why would you make music? I, if I was a musician, that would be a very important question to Why would you ask a depressed person what their purpose is? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Um, music is the only passion I've ever had. Um, I've like literally never been passionate about anything else. Um, and it kind of sucks because uh, music's a hard career to get away with. Mm -hmm. So that part sucks. Um, but yeah, to stay sane, um, to say the least, um, obviously I'm not like actively trying to like make it make it putting a ton of money into like promotion and stuff because I make music because I would go crazy if I didn't like I just have so many 
thoughts in my head all the time that are like songs and I never know when I'm gonna write a song like an idea will come in my head and I'll have to sit down and start doing it like the other night at yeah. your house when I was like sorry a thought came into my head and then I got stuck <laughs> in this song um I just it's the only thing that I love to do like last year when I was like pretty fucked up from the medication I was on um I like couldn't eat or get out of bed or like do anything um and I was still writing music yeah. and it was like I can sit at a computer and try to do homework and after 30 minutes I need to take a break and I can sit and produce a song for 16 hours and like feel like it's been five minutes yeah. and I think that's the magical thing about a passion um so yeah I really just do it because I love doing it like it's fun when people listen to it and talk to me about it um obviously it's like my favorite type of compliment when people are talking about my music but it's not like if people don't listen to my music I feel like I didn't succeed um because I just like knowing that like I made an album it's not like I'm like oh it has to get numbers or mm -hmm. I don't do it for that I really just do it because I love to do it I love the songwriting process I love to like produce an idea in my head that now I can like see on Spotify that yeah. if I wouldn't have done something with never would have existed like it's just really cool to me yeah. so yeah I just like love music it's rare but <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what music is I hate music so you know to each their own yeah you guys don't seem well versed at all <laughs> in the music world I'm not I, when I sit, when I, you two are the main people I talk to about music. When I talk to either of you, I'm like, I'm not well versed in the music world. This is, this yeah, must, be Matthew, must be true. I was geeking out about Matthew's music taste when I first got to this apartment. True. I don't even know what, I don't even, I don't even know. Like, what specifically? Well, I was going through the vinyl. <coughs> that I didn't know whose was whose yet and I was like going through it and I was like oh this is like whatever um which that was, was my his. stuff and then I started going through yours and I was like freaking out and he was like oh yeah that's yeah that's that's Matthew's section yeah. and then I like still went through it in every like three records I was like oh my god are you serious so definitely Definitely. I, I saw I saw King Gizzard and it was over. It's because I got that Algiers record. You got that Algiers record. Yep. That's all it took. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Always, always with the Algiers. Um. All right. The last question I wanted to ask is my favorite question to ask anybody um, who makes music locally. Um. What is like? What does it mean to you to be like a local musician? Like that's. I, and, and I'm especially interested for your answer because I've only ever asked Atlanta-based musicians that question. And I, it, like, I, it, I know the Atlanta scene ever so slightly more than, like, anything else. Um, but, uh, like, being in Muncie for the short periods of time that I have been, like, it's a very vibrant scene there. And it's really cool. Um, so I just want to, I want to, what's, you know, what's your take on, like, what does it mean to be a local musician? 
Um, in Muncie specifically, <coughs> it is so fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the one thing I love about Muncie. I mean, Muncie is the meth capital. It's pretty scary. Um, there's like nothing to do there. It's a very small, kind of objectively shitty town. Home of Ball State, though, which we love. But um, I have met so many people, musicians in Muncie, that are like so fucking talented. And I don't know, I feel like I've never been in a place where every single local musician I meet, I'm like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, in my hometown, people would be like musicians and I'd be like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> like, what? Um, Everyone there is so good. Everyone everyone in the music scene in Muncie is so nice. They're all so engaged and they all respect <coughs> all the other local musicians. Um, and so it's really, really fun because I've, I've made a lot of friends out of being a musician. Like, I've worked with people. Um, I've, like, performed with people. I'm actually working when I get home on music with my friend Lucas, who is in the band Northwest on Spotify. Um, check him out. Check him out. Check him out. Um, and he actually, his band is the one that performed with me at Scaredy Cat. Um, nice. But, yeah, it's, it's really fun. Muncie is a very small town, so, like, if you're trying to, like, yeah, that's it. If you're trying to, like, actively get famous, I wouldn't say go to Muncie for the music scene um, because nobody lives there. (laughs) But it's always going to be a place that's very near and dear to me because I've met a lot of really amazing people. I've gotten to work with a lot of really cool people. um, And it's very, like, it's very accepting. It's really, it really makes you feel less nervous um about like performing and releasing and stuff when you're around other musicians because everyone's really nice to each other and I have like honestly I've never felt so accepted in a music world than I do there and I don't even go to Ball State anymore so (laughs) yeah it's really cool honestly I that's my favorite thing about Muncie is the music scene nice I love local music. Small towns cool to do me. it best. Just kidding. I'm actually moving to Atlanta, so. Spoiler alert. Really spoiler. Town, yeah. <laughs> spoiler. Um, well, that that's all. That's all I got. Uh, you you mm-hmm. you have any last let minute riffing? Let me let me see. Yeah, I haven't heard Matthew talk in a while. Um, well, because in most of the podcasts, I constantly run my mouth. I just keep talking and talking. So I was like, well, maybe. I won't do it this time, and I didn't. So you can, if you want. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't make music. I played um, the double bass in orchestra, and that cool. was fun. Um, and you know, I'll have like musical ideas, but I'm just, I'm just too busy. You know, I'm just a busy boy. You're a busy guy. Too busy to be. I mean, like, like you said, you write music at the the wee hours of the night, so I could do that. But then I would. And be really tired the next day. Yeah, That's, you you're not on the really grind. Fun. Well, I wrote like a. Not on the grind. I wrote like a song when I was like 18 about how I hated my body, but. What? I, I never knew that. I deleted the notes. I never knew gone. that. Yep. I what? never knew Why that. Why is it gone? It's gone. 
That was like not that long ago. Cringe. It was cringe, so I deleted it off of my phone. But I, when you first start writing music, you're always gonna think it's cringe. Like well, I look at the first songs I wrote, and I'm like, this is. F- <laughs> Even the fucking first song I put on on Spotify <laughs> last year, I want to take off Spotify because I hate it so much. But like, it's a process. It's gone. You should I wanna, keep writing. I want to see like it's you become gone. a musician. That would be a really cool arc. I need to learn an instrument. You have this in your room. Oh, I, I can teach you how it. to produce. Yeah. yeah, you could also do that. Fruity Loops. You I've only used Fruity Loops if I can pirate it. Uh, that's, that, I mean, that's like, that's, you gotta figure that out later. You should, you should do some, you should, you should write do some Do you music. like write poetry cool. or whatever? Um, not really. I read a little poetry here and there. Cool. So like, was your song like... Is it a banger? Lyrically poetic? Um, I mean, it was about, like, feeling like my body was, like, like taking up way more space than it needed to, and, like, I felt like I, like, it was, it was more about, like, me perceiving myself to be a lot more noticeable than I really was, like, it was kind of narcissistic, I was like, everyone sees me, and they're like, they think I'm like, they're like, oh, he's funny, but, like, not much to look at. I was like, well, maybe you're just a little full of yourself, dude. So I deleted it. Boo. What? That's not narcissistic at all. It's not. Also, it's did it rhyme? Um, a little bit here and there. Well, then, yeah, it's a poem. Sure. So, this poet. Sure. It's deep and it rhymes. Deep and rhymes. Song. You should get back into that. That'd be cool. I want to interview well, you about your album. I have to go into work on Saturdays now. Ryer, what? Did you not see my message? No. Here's a, here's what they're doing at Electricon. <laughs> Completely not about music at all. Um, what? So for the next three weeks and probably more, I have to stay till five every day, and then on Saturdays I have to go in at seven and oh stay till twelve. Oh my God! Yeah, I know. You have to go in on Saturdays. Yep. So you, what are you working six days a week? Oh. Uh, oh no. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You got to get out of there. We'll you got to start happens. doing this music thing. Yeah, uh, cuz that'll pay the bills. <laughs> well, you do you do other stuff in the meantime. Yeah, it's it not, not electricon. But... Whatever. That sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, anyways. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you could talk about your Do you talk about like cuz you felt very like like, you had talked about this before. You weren't, like, struggling for... I don't. I've you never don't? done something like this. That's awesome. You so. did good for your first interview. Thanks. It's pretty, pretty low-stress environment, I'd like to think. We're a couple My of bedrooms. I mean, yeah, when you, like, make music, you know, on your own, I feel like none of the questions I had to, like, dig deep for because I do it all on my own so right. I know exactly what it is that is going on there's no acting involved this is all true this is all this real this is truth this ain't no corporate <laughs> garbage this is for real but you know you guys didn't ask me hard questions like what is your what is your brand what do you want people to to think of when they think of Vanna cause I would be like I don't fucking know that'd be your answer yeah so you know. Yeah. Well, Thanks yeah. for not putting me on the spot no too much. No problem. I hate hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Um. All right. Well, sincerely, thank you for joining us and letting us do this. This is. I always said to Matthew that 
it would be fun to uh be able to interview actual musicians on the podcast that's been like an idea i've wanted to do since we started this and season two season two so, one week podcast opportunity first girlfriend second no, well no right. but i think that's he no, thought that's of me as saying. a project I think that's what he's trying to say. This is you've put um, you've put me in a bad position now. Wait, can I ask one interview question to you guys? Sure. For sure. First of all, <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. I was excited to do this. Yeah. Um, what's it like, um, <coughs> being someone people who like critique music? Um, because I really. From dating Jonas, I've realized that I don't look at music as, like, detailed as he does, I think, when, like, deciding if I like something. Um, I'm very pretentious when it comes to listening to music, but it's been really cool to see how you look at music as someone who actively um, has been critiquing it for over a year now. True. Um, and you guys, you know, you have anywhere from, like, 20 minutes to, like, hour-long episodes about a singular album, um, and obviously you kind of have to know what you're doing in terms of critiquing to know what to talk about in, like, the substance of what makes you believe what you do about an album, so, uh, yeah, what's that like? Do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Um, I guess I can go first. All right. Um... I mean, a lot of it just comes from you listen to a lot of music and you start to, like, understand what you like more and more. Like, you know, and when I first started getting into music, I was like, this, like, sounds good, so I think it's good. But, you know, after you listen to a lot and you get more well-versed in, like, kind of how the music is made, you're like, okay, well, I can see, like, you know... I, and I I hate it when I bring up, like, mixing and mastering when I'm talking about an album. But, I mean, it's something that I've started to notice a lot, and it's something that can bother me if I, if I yeah. think it's off. So it makes me feel like a big, fat nerd loser who's like, I mean, the mixing on this track was really kind of abysmal. I, I hate to say stuff like that, but it is honestly what I think. And, and I've started to... And I, I've... The first couple episodes of the podcast were kind of like, I was just saying that like, yeah, it sounds good and like it, it goes hard and this and that or what the, oh, this sounds bad or this is this is bad, but um, I've been like I try to get better because it's something I do every week and I don't just want to like be the same. I want to like improve, so you know I like I'll read music criticism and I'll watch people talk oh, cool. about music. Just to, like, see... Like, Pitchfork, their music critiques are so weird. They talk about, like... Like, I don't even know what they talk about. They talk about... They don't even talk about the music half the time. They're like... And then they give, like, a score. And I'm like, okay. But, um... I watch a couple of music critics. I will not name any of them right now. I watch a couple of them on YouTube, though. Um, it's not Anthony Fantano, right? I'm not naming any of them right now. And... It's helped, it's really kind of informed, um, you know, how I talk about music. And, you know, I don't want to be like a parrot for anybody's opinions, even though, you know, sometimes it might seem, or sometimes I feel like I'm 
kind of just repeating what I've heard from people in terms of like what to look for, what to like in an album. But um, it's kind of been just like a mix of taking in criticism that people create and also kind of understanding more of what I like. Right. And then there's also the whole aspect of presenting, you know, you have to be able to word it. And that's just, you just have to get good at that. Right. If it, if it's, if it doesn't go from your brain to your mouth very well, no amount of of watching YouTube is gonna, is gonna fix that. So, I mean, it's fun though. I really like critiquing music. It's, it's a lot of fun to like get my thoughts, especially for this weekend one, because it was like a couple weeks late. So I was like, I need to talk because I kept listening to it and I was like, I need to talk about this album. And if you couldn't tell, I was like, in that Thank episode, goodness. I was like, Thank mm-hmm. goodness, because I was coming up dry. Um, so, you know, it's a lot. I There's think lot that there. if you ever did start making music, the fact that you've been critiquing music for so long would really help you. Because, help. like you said, you've had to like learn all the little things that go into making a song and stuff about like mixing and mastering and... You know, if you ever did get back into writing music, I feel like it would be easier for you now that you've been critiquing it and, you know, diving into what makes a song a song. Maybe I have to learn an instrument. You have a keyboard in your room. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I know how to play it. But it's like the heavy lifting. Just kidding. You have a keyboard in your totally decked out (laughs) one a week studio. Yeah. Great acoustics in here. Is that like fucking gold tile over there, Mm -hmm. you guys? Yeah. You see our Grammys on the wall? Yeah. I had a girl bring me coffee. Is that your intern? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's cool. Yep. Kenneth is our accountant. Right. Yeah. Uh, Is one a week invested in stocks? Oh, yeah. All so that explains the gold stocks. tiles, am I right? Yeah. Because stocks are up. Stocks are up. I love speculative financial means. <laughs> uh, what are you, are you, you going to give your answer? Yeah. Um, the, the truth be told is uh, in in beginning one a week, um, <coughs> being paired with Matthew in particular has made me realize that... Um, I feel almost insecure about a lot of my music takes because I do feel like I I struggle in uh, verbalizing why I like something, not just that I like or dislike something. Well, um, not with movies, but... Right, but this isn't a movie podcast, um, unfortunately, at times. I've tried. Oh, he fortunately. would love that. If if it was a movie podcast, very fortunately, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get three words out if it was uh-huh. a movie podcast. Um, but uh, <coughs> I I like I'm working to get better at that, and that's kind of one of my goals for this year is to be more objective in my response to music, um, because uh, what a big thing I've noticed a in doing one a week is it's hard for me to find things that I dislike about music in general. I don't often flat out dislike something. If something feels disingenuous, I will dislike it. That's the easiest way to get me to dislike something. Um, And then on rare occasion, 
I just really won't click with something and I actively am having a bad time while listening to it. Which is a rare occurrence, but it happened with like the Insane Clown Posse album <laughs> and the Doppler Effect album. It, it, um, I have noticed it's much harder to explain why you dislike something more than when you like something. Like mm-hmm. When you like something, it's because something is like yeah. jumped out at you, but when you dislike it, might just be because there's not yeah. really anything about it. Um, but that that makes me think that like well i'm open to listening to anything even if i don't think that i'll like it but then i i need to have a better understanding of why i stand where i stand with things and and like i don't know i don't i, I don't read a lot of music criticism i don't watch a lot of music criticism i feel like that's probably like that would be beneficial for me i read and watch and partake in a lot of film criticism and I'm very confident in how I can express myself in that realm and I think that that's just because of like what I expose myself to you want to make a movie podcast (laughs) I don't know who would be able to stand doing that with me um oh okay well I already have to watch them all with you right okay yeah well then we can do that um but all of that to say um my Music critiques feel very instinctual right now, and I want them to be more objective going forward. Um, and I'm working on figuring out how to do that. What? They're very objective. Or, 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 what did I mean subjective? Like, I want them to just be more, like, I want them to be more fleshed out and, like, more than, oh, this was so good. They are, though. (laughs) I feel like they could be better. I don't know. I feel like you are the most detailed letterbox reviewer well that's for I... movies though not for music oh I'm you're talking, talking about, about music, music? I sorry i music. thought you were still talking about movies no no no. i went back to music i was like well that's weird he's talking about movies again no no <laughs> music I'm no that makes a lot more reviews. sense yeah. yeah yeah but uh that's my goal for this year you can tell me how you how you feel like i've done because i mean like in non-rude ways i feel like you've communicated before that like yeah you're a little bit like Yo, this was so <laughs> good. In rude ways. Yeah. I think I need to start being mean. Yeah, don't do that. I, that's I don't need that. I mean, yeah, I, I mean a whole. You have to like put in the legwork, you know. You have yeah. to get the the vernacular. Yeah. And like, I when I'm bored, I'll literally just read or watch stuff that just talks about music. Yeah. So I mean, it's not even like hard. You just literally yeah. have to. It's not hard, dude, bro. Stop just start dude. Just get good. Just, 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 just. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it really isn't that difficult. <coughs> so, I mean, if you want to do it, you can get it done. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do halfway check-ins in like June. And then in December, you can tell me if I can renew my one-a-week contract or not. Yeah, I will be vetting new one-a-week partners, though. I assumed you'd been doing year. that in 2021. Wait, really? No. Oh, I was like, are you getting kicked out right now? Yeah, yeah, this is how it happens. Well, thank you for answering that. Yeah, thanks for asking. I think it's really cool. I don't critique music, um, you know, and so it was was fun to hear about the process with this uh, because, you know, I... As much as I know a lot of lingo with music, I think it would probably be hard for me, mm-hmm. um, just like from the get-go to, you know, 
in length talk about why I like or dislike an album. Um, because I'm, like, super pretentious about music when it comes to, like, listening through something. Like, I didn't even start really listening, like, to full albums at a time until him. Like, I literally would just, like... It was bad. Like, I would just always listen to playlists that I would make. Um, and if I got to, like, the third song on an album first time through and I didn't like it, I would just stop listening. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get through. And honestly, this podcast has kind of changed my views. And I've been trying to branch out more and listen through full albums before I decide what I think about them. So, you know... This podcast has inspired me, so... We're saving lives. We're doing the Lord's work, is what, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and my mom, she's a big fan, so... Shout out you gotta make to merch. Tracy. You guys gotta make one-week merch. I know, like, half of my family would probably buy them. You gotta get that merch revenue, yeah. Yeah, Matthew, get on that t-shirt company stuff. <laughs> I'm so busy, you know, I have time. I have one free day. Tell your boss, now. I can't come in on Saturdays. I'm making merch for my podcast. Hey, you know we ha- how we had a meeting and you said we have to come in on Saturdays? Well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not coming in because it's the weekend. And you can't make me... Yeah. Um, I'm going to stop complaining about work on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. You know, it's relatable. To the fans. I'll start an Electricon rant podcast because yes. I will have content every week. Every single week, you would have content from me about <laughs> yeah. the fuck shit that goes down in that building. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can go ahead and wrap it. We're getting towards the hour mark. Um, thank you again for joining us. Yes, thank, thank you, you for, for really having giving us a little insight. Yeah. And uh, you know. Good luck in all your music-making endeavors. Good luck. Thank you. I will see you guys never again. Yep. Nope. Never to return. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye-bye.